Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Yeah! <laughs> it's Key rocking out to Metallica. Keyshawn, J. Will, yeah, and Max. Allen Hunt in for Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean, you'll be rocking this at the birthday bash, won't you? You know, man, we, 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 we try and cater to all the people. You know, it's going to be a very, uh, I can put it this way, it's going to be a very diverse crowd from all walks of life, Jay. Mm-hmm. Everywhere and everybody you can think of. So are you going to meet, what is that, what, what should James wear to the party, Key? If you're going to oh, meet him gosh. at the bottom of the hill, like, what, 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 what's the attire at this well, party? Well, it's a pool party to Ooh, start with. Okay. James, no. you wearing a Speedo? Oh, no. Wow. not a good idea. He should be confident in the package. Come with the what? Excuse me? Um, James is American. I think that's the problem. He's American. What? (laughs) He's an American. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, man, it means a lot of that. A lot of the Speedo stuff. Is overseas, James. Yeah, very European. Yes, yeah. very European. Yeah. And James is an American. James, would you feel James confident have wearing a basketball shorts? No, shorts. I would not. Nope. Why not? not? <laughs> if you nope. lo- if, if if we bet and you lost, would you yeah. wear a speedo to Key's birthday? Yes, you no, would. No, no, I'm not betting no, that. You're not that is wearing an insane a speedo. I'm not letting him like in with a speedo. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to get up the hill. No. No. Walking in there with no speedo on, Why man. Yeah, just I confidently think, walk across. I the think room. security would escort me back down the hill if that was the case. <laughs> Jay, you must wear speedos. I mean, I've worn one or you know once or twice. Have you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, it, it's Jay. I've gone to new of beaches before. Of course, as well. you have. Have you guys never been to a new beach? No. So you've gone. You've gone just straight. No. Just, just, just. Yeah, I've seen people on the beach new, but yeah. not at a new beach. Very confident in my well, in my walk as well, Han. Very. Mm-hmm. Confident. I understand Strutting. you. I, I I get it. You. Key, I have you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Pop, uh, pop those shoulders out again, Key. <laughs> I see. Put those hands. I see you. Jay. I know what I'm rolling with. I don't know I about y'all. <laughs> I understand that. No, but I just can't. A speedo just doesn't work for me. I got a lot of trunk and my legs. Excuse me. Big and, oh, got a lot of trunk. Yeah, just, I got a lot of trunk. You know, these are just speedo. mental just, images nobody needs at nine in the morning. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how I never wore a speedo. I just thought it would spice things up. Oh, you have it. Like, <laughs> don't back down now. No, I'm not. no you know, Jay, Jay. Like we all were like, oh, okay, yeah, poll, Jay probably would have done that. If you put up a poll and asked how put many a, people think this, put up a poll. No, Todd's going to put up a poll. Yeah. 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 out of this. Like, get your head out of the get your head out of your ass, Key. If you put up a poll, yep, put up the poll. Not I'm talking about James, on the Twitter you, feed. James, man. are you putting so, up a poll entering Keyshawn's party? <laughs> Just, is that um? I, is that, there, that's a, too far. Are you going to be inside a tent <laughs> on your? It's yep. phrasing. It's just, Jeez. it's completely off the rails at this point, but it is that part. James, could show. you imagine if you did show up to Key's party in the Speedo? I would love that. I, Come on. I, that would be incredible. Key would be so angry and furious at you. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. He'd be one looking, walking around looking like a damn fool. Like a, like a, like a Laker jersey that's too, too small for you and a Speedo. Just yeah, like a dream. It only comes, comes down I mean, halfway just, on my gut, right? Yeah, it just barely gets yeah. over the gut, and you just walk in just confidently, like, where's Key? A belly he knows shirt. me. A belly like, Laker jersey, Key. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where, sir, you know who are you? James would look mean, like? Who am I? He, he would look like, I think I'm saying his name right, Jack Black. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Vibe. That's the vibe. Yeah, Absolutely. but definitely yeah, that, not as funny. <laughs> definitely not as funny. <laughs> not as funny. <laughs> Jack Two very funny. easy Creepier, names to say. Not as Jack funny. Black, yeah. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, saying I that right. To make sure I was getting James, the Jack right. Black. James, do you take that as a compliment or more of an insult? I'm curious your opinion here. No, at this point, I were long past me being insulted at this point. No, you remember Jack Black in the movie when he had the little. Holter top uh, on. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm imagining for myself. Yeah, James. That's a, a way. James. That's a way better description than the earlier one Key gave you. For sure. That's yeah. Upgrade. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Most of the, the descriptions. Ameri- yeah, that Key gives me. Are, no, he are is not American. Flattering. Oh, oh. Hey, aren't you American? Uh, I'm, yes, I'm very American. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? He was in our military. It's the one to make you question. True, That's all I wanted to do. Are you oh, guys okay? What just happened for the last five minutes? Are you all right? Been, this has been such a great conversation. This is a, a, a just a, a hypothetical Key's birthday bash with James Steele showing up. I love all, I love all the imagery. Speedo. And then him as they're dragging him out saying, but I'm American, which makes <laughs> yeah. it even better. As Key is getting him kicked out of the party. <laughs> but I'm American. Just makes it better. What would what would Evan wear to the party if James is wearing a speedo? What is Evan going to wear? Does Evan does Evan pass the height requirement to get into the party? Oh, is this oh, like is this geez. like a Six Flags joke? Like I I don't or Disneyland joke? You must be joke? this tall I mean, to uh, enter. You can, get, you can get on the rides at Disney, right, Evan? The we'll yeah. find out. I'm going. I'm going in a couple weeks. We're gonna find <laughs> you, out. You guys gonna really Keith's be sad face, for Keith's, my wife? Key's eyebrows just raised up to seriousness in Key's face. That's a concern. Yes, it's gonna be a sour end to our vacation if the last day we go to Disneyland and my wife's like, "Oh, you can't get on the ride." I didn't know. Well, no, I could if he can't. Can't get on the, the the space thingy and all that space mountain and everything. Space then they I'm average height. All right, Dumbo is going to be good for you. That's not true. It's radio. All right, <laughs> theater of the mind, James. <laughs> can you imagine that. Evan only can get on the Dumbo ride or the teacup? Yeah, Evan, you look so wait, cute. If you put wait, it on there's the other rides and the Dumbo ride. Hold on, you there's other so rides behind besides the teacups and the Dumbo. Those are the ones my parents only brought me to because I, you know, until I was 17, I couldn't get on all the other rides. I've been tall. I enough. need you to answer me a serious question. What size shoe do you wear? Seven. It's six. Oh, seven. That means it's really six and a half. Key round. No, there. it's seven. No, it's, it's really seven. Are you, see. It's the low. I know this because it's the lowest size think they sell about, in stores. Think about how much money Evan saves on clothes because you don't <laughs> even have to shop in the men's department. Like it's exactly. Oh, it's so like mean. the easiest. First of all, what is it like to sit in like coach on an airplane and have plenty of leg room? Plenty of leg room. In, in fact, the person in front of you who puts the seat back, you don't even notice it. It's just like, oh yeah. It's so fine. hold on. For those- Evan's the model they use when they build the when they build coach, and they're like, see. Key, it's a grown man. Key coach is when when you walk past the first three aisles. Oh, that's true. That's coach. I'm sorry. Keyshawn is like, what does that mean, coach? <laughs> is that the bus? <laughs> no. Right. He's like, wait, I can't pull my car up to this commercial plane. What do you as mean? I, as I have laid out, and I'm allowing you guys to keep putting your foot in your mouth, so I'm not. I'm just laying out. I don't. You know, uh, I don't know anything about anything uh, about anything. <laughs> Uh, well, if you do, though, if you do happen, Evan, to fly economy, then there's economy plus that like will that. probably feel like first class first class to you because you have a smaller, your statue's a little smaller. Very so the Kyler seats Murray will be like. a little bit wider for you, and you'll be comfortable. 
You'll be cousins are wider. I've never Just heard the kicking seat your feet that way. happily in a coach seat. Plenty of room. And Perfect. they'll give you the little flag to put on your shoulder, little air, <laughs> the wings. What? Sir, would, would you like to come up and meet the pilots? Yeah, they'll like, give you, you, you know that. the That'd wings nice. to put on your shoulders. <laughs> Have you ever heard the – did they ever give you phone books when you fly first class? Damn! No, my dad had to give me those, though, when I turned 16 so <laughs> I could drive. You know <laughs> – no, I was talking about you, you do it more on the sides, key to make sure that he's really secure in the middle. You know what I mean? Listen. What? So he can't slide around in the seat because it's like sitting in a really big oversized seat. They bring him one of those booster seats at restaurants. Oh, you don't need this? Sorry. Why are they on you today, man? They just. I think everybody. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. So, got, I, don't know. I don't know how Evan got dragged into this. Down. I wasn't even here for half the segment. I was like, "Where are you? Why was Chuck talking about show? my height?" So this in is other James words, Steele so, at so Key's party, and now all of a sudden Evans just getting beat up for being. So I mean, in other words, and it's not with, Jay's fault because he was looking at the Zoom and he thought I was there, and that I just hadn't boosted up my seat, but I really just wasn't sitting here the whole time. I think that what they're really saying, though, Evan, is is you're that guy who has to get the the yellow note around his uh, collar as he's getting ready to get onto the plane. Yes, I need a companion. Unoccupied minor. Yes, if, I, if I'm seen at the airport and my wife has gone to get a drink, I'm usually somebody comes up to me and says, excuse me, do you, need a, do you need a flight attendant Amber companion? Poor missing. Amber, Amber alert. He's missing on. all of a sudden. Like, we can't find his parents. Too much, uh, Alan. Too much of the Amber alert. Yeah, huh, too far. come on. Yeah, th- that one's too far. Listen, up. listen too far. that part no one's too far. Yep. No one does awkward white guy like I do, everybody. Okay, that's what I bring to this. What's awkward white guy? What does that mean? Just what what just happened? What is awkward white so guy? Having fun and then just saying, going too far, and then just ruining the fun. That's, that's just what, generally what that's happens. That's what awkward white people do? I don't. Because yeah. you just made me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like the direction this conversation is going for you. Neither do I, <laughs> yeah. Jay. Yeah, so I think can you Kate, please get it back on the right track? Yeah. Well, you want to talk about <laughs> awkward situations? How are you going to transition this one? Well, I'm going to work on it. Here's Baker Mayfield talking about his relationship with the Browns. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. You know, I'm I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that, uh, you know, I'll forever keep with me. You know, I, teammates and friends and, and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime. And the support staff in Cleveland, the people of Cleveland, it's a great sports town. So I, I'm thankful for it. And that's, there's no resentment towards the city of Cleveland by any means. But I think a lot of people think if they didn't have a quarterback for the next year, would, would there be any chance of reconciliation there? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But uh, we're, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. Both sides ready to move on. Baker Mayfield, though, still under contract for the coming year. They haven't moved him yet, but still. And they don't know if they're going to have a starting quarterback because of the Sean Watson situation. It is just something that is – you know, you're wondering how does this get resolved? How does it get figured out? And what do the Browns do? Let's go to Bobby Marks now. He's our ESPN NBA front office insider who joins us right now. But because you've spent time in a front office, there's there's things that certainly you can relate to with this, Bobby. So just curious, you have like it's just like let's say you, an NBA team. You have a point guard, but both sides are ready to move on. But the guy that you just traded for might not be available for the whole season. Do you just say, well, he's in? He's on our roster. Nobody's, we, we're not going to be able to trade him because his contract is pretty high. Why don't we just use this guy, despite the fact that the relationship seems so damaged? So, Bobby, what would you do in this situation? I, I would probably swallow my pride if I was the 
Brown's front office and Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, and go to where Baker Mayfield is at this camp and say, we need you, and you need us, right? He's looking for probably another contract, and we need you because the likelihood is that Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for the long term here. So, I, I mean, that's where I would go. I mean, if, if you're the front office, just swallow your pride. Yeah, everyone's screwed up here. Because you're gonna need to, you're gonna need somebody here. There's no other quarterback probably out there to to fill what you're trying to do as far as get to the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be great. How much do you have, Bobby? I'm making 19. <laughs> you want to add some more onto that? Because oh, oh. the way y'all treated me, I don't. Why would I want to play for you? Mm. What's what's the reason? You say because you want to play. You're you're an NFL guy. You want no? I'm I'm be fine. You owe me 19 million dollars, and I'm gonna be fine. You've moved on. I've moved on. So the best thing to do is. Either trade me or release me so we both don't have to deal with this. And if you want to, you know, you could probably put another $20 million on top of the 20 that I'm already due, and we could have a conversation. What about if I just suspend you for failure? You're not going to suspend for, me. For failure to come to, to training camp. I, I'll come mm. to training camp. That's fine. You're not going to get anything. What are you going to get out of me? I'm going to come there and stand around and be a, 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 a disruption to what you're trying to build? How's when, that going to work? But wait a minute. You do that. And you, this is the last year of your contract. You think this is going to help you publicly around the league where another team's going to say, yeah, I'd love to bring that guy into my situation? Every, everybody in the National Football League already know that we have an adversarial relationship. Everybody. So no yeah. matter what you try and say about me, they already know you're doing this because you're trying to force me to play for you when you threw me out in the streets. But, Key, let me just play devil's advocate for one second on Bobby's court. Because I agree with you. I don't, I don't think he goes back. But don't you think the way if Baker – like, if you're another team and you know that it's inevitable that you hit bumps in the road with players, right, that if this guy hits a bump, he's, he's going to try to handle himself in a first-class manner? Like, isn't there something about – Yeah, that is correct. But here's, here's where – Bobby's been in the front office and had to deal with these situations many times over. We've seen it, Jay. The difference between the NBA and the NFL. In the NBA, I could tell a guy, I'm trying to move you, but you need to play for me for 15 games, even though I know I'm getting traded. Or I'm going to sit you on the bench and I'm going to still pay you. Uh, regardless, in the NFL, when you give permission – for someone to seek a trade or you're trying to trade that individual, that individual is no longer good to you because us and players in the locker room, we already have checked out away from him. We done moved on to the next. Now you bringing something back. It's different if you cut him, trade him, and then bring him back to the team a year later. That's a different situation. But when you just gave a guy $230 million of guaranteed money, when the quarterback who led you to the playoffs two years ago was there a year ago and he was banged up, we already know you don't like him. So it's hard for us as players to buy into that when you bring him back. But let me ask you a question, Keyshawn. If you if you were I'm just listening to that clip there. If you were a player, right, and and a front office or a coach came to you, right, just from an, from an ego standpoint and said, you know what, you were right, we screwed up. Right? Doesn't that get you to like, you know what? I got him. Right? I got him. I'm going to go back there. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Um, and it would have. But it this, this have relationship Bobby. is down, I guess, is so far south that it doesn't even matter right now, right? No, it would have, Bobby. But you know the problem? Is you just gave somebody $230 million mm-hmm. that played the same position as me. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. If you Had you just said, 
we're going to try and trade you. Don't come to camp, da 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 And there was only Jacoby Brissett. That's a different conversation. But you're trying to use me. You're, you want to use me Just a bridge now. to the next guy. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm not, I'm not that yeah. guy. Okay. All right. I mean, the Baker <laughs> situation say, is certain. I said, yeah, <laughs> no, well, I, I, I got nothing to say after you yeah. dropped the mic, man. I yeah, it's one of, that's one of those, right, where, where it just feels like it – what we're seeing from the outside is from the inside it might be just irreparable, but it just feels like, like Bobby said, hey, it's – what else are you going to do? That's hey, at Bobby, least an option, but it's not. I left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a very bad breakup with John Gruden, okay? When I retired, when I retired – Seven weeks into the season, Bruce Allen and John Gruden called us to get me to come back and play with them, but time had passed. And I was like, cool, I'll come back and play. But guess what the first thing I said, Bobby? How much money do you have? (laughs) Is what I said. (laughs) How much are you willing to pay for me to forget everything? And it happens. Let's move into some NBA stuff with Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider. And some more sound for you to listen to, Bobby, because this is from our colleague Brian Windhorst uh, from the Hoop Collective podcast. I'm not sure you heard uh, this scenario that he's thrown out there, but as we've been trying to convince Jay, even though Kyrie picked up his option, it doesn't mean that he's locked in with Brooklyn for this year. And Brian Windhorst is saying that he's kind of feeling the same thing. And with that... He came up with a crazy trade idea. Westbrook for Kyrie trade, the Lakers would save $11 million. That costs something. So Westbrook and two unprotected or two lightly protected first-round picks for Kyrie. Okay? I know people are telling me you're crazy. Why are you talking about this? It would bail out the Lakers for this season and potentially next and could potentially influence LeBron James' thinking when it comes to extending his contract in August. Your thoughts, Bobby? I mean, I think, you know, I mean, nothing's crazy in this league, so I understand where Brian's coming from. I think if if that's something we're probably talking about in, like, January, right, February, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. things go off the tracks here in Brooklyn, things go really south here where you're just, if you're the Nets and you're thinking, you know what, we're not going to sign this guy next year. Can we get a first or second-round pick, even if it means taking Russell Westbrook back? You know, I think that's 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 a discussion for – December and January. That's not a discussion right Thank now you, because Bobby. you guys have to remember too a couple things here. If if Kyrie gets traded, the Nets should have to pay him a six million dollar trade bonus, right? So can they had to pay. He can wave he, that. He can, can he? wave it. But if you're Kyrie, you think, wait a minute, my my max salary right now is I'm six million dollars below the max salary. I'm a forty three million dollar guy. I'm getting paid thirty six. I'm going to make up that money right there. And then the other thing is, too, is that you're likely going to have to add something in that deal to make it work. And as you said, like, why are you bailing out the Lakers here? So, I mean, I, as I said, like, I think if things go really south where things are going and that's three or four months from now, certainly you can you can look at that. But I don't think it right now. Bobby, that, that's what I said earlier to both uh, Key and Allen. I said, why would you do that right now? You at least have to see how this pans out. Like if, if these guys are hitting their stride and Ben Simmons comes back, and they're enjoying playing together. Like, if this gives you the best odds to win a championship and it's minimal drama, then you let that play itself out. Now, if it turns bad, then obviously you have to make a deal and find an answer. But, I mean, I, 
I'm trying to give this thing a chance to breathe and live on instead of just cut it off from the beginning. No, well, you're see, right. Jay, there's, right. There's, two, there's two reasons why I feel the way I feel. There's a personal reason that wants me to bring Kyrie to L.A. so he can walk around in Venice Beach and live his life. Why are you talking like and, you're the GM for the Lakers right now? And Well, I mean. <laughs> there's not a difference. And, that's what you're trying to tell me. And, and, and two. <laughs> stop. And two, Bobby. When I hear something from a person like Brian Windhorse and Woj and you, when you say stuff, it ain't because you in the bathroom talking to your damn self. <laughs> you, you're getting it from somewhere of importance. And so when Windhorse says that these people that have intimate knowledge of the situation surrounding Kyrie, the Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers, it's not dead, I've got to listen to that because – you guys are on the phone with them every day. I'm not. All I can do is form my opinion based on what you guys say and what I personally think. So that's why I'm like, hey, man, it smells like it's still available. That window is still well, available to be open. Well, and I would say this. I would say just because he opted in doesn't mean everything's great in Brooklyn. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, about. I think that I think yeah. like we, you know, we played it up that hey, the starting five is great, and all I got to do go out in free agency and add these guys, and it's going to be a championship roster. Like. There's still a cloud hanging over this organization here. And I think what's going to be interesting in the next couple of days is here is Brooklyn used to be a destination for some of these players to take a pay cut, these veterans to go win a championship. We saw it with Blake and LaMarcus Aldridge and all these other players. I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore here because if you're a player now, um, and I love Sean Marks and their front office is terrific, but if you're a player now, you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm going to go to the Nets, and it's going to be a cir- potential circus atmosphere here. Um, am I the guy that's going to get traded with Kyrie down the road or Durant maybe down the road here? And I think they're probably behind the pack a little bit of as far as a pecking order when you look at some of the other teams that aren't don't have much money. Hey, Bobby, I want to ask you a, a very simple question, and it's not cap-related or anything yeah. financially. When you think about the Brooklyn Nets, whose team do you think that team is? Is it KD's or Kyrie's? Kyrie's exactly I just don't think Kevin has I think Kevin's just content just like this is what it is and you know we 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 talk about like the the big three and the super teams and how they don't work the big three and these super teams work when you already have an established player who is already there whether it be Dwayne Wade in in Miami whether it be Paul Pierce in Boston there was no established player there. So that's when you have all these different personalities here. But I'm looking at, you know, I haven't heard, we haven't heard anything from Kevin Durant except on that podcast here. Like, I don't see a leader on this team at all, right? I don't see anyone who's kind of will raise their hand here. And I, when I look at it, I don't think it's Kevin Durant's team. I think it's Kyrie Irving's team. And, and that's for the good or bad of the organization. Mm. That's what he made yeah, it that, sound like when the season man. ended. Remember, that's I've been what trying we were to say talking that, about, but I've been saying that key from the beginning. I was like, "Yo, everybody's going to say it's KD's team because on paper it feels that way." But Kyrie's been the one making decisions like it's his. Well, remember too, and and, and you know, Kyrie comes here in 2019 with Durant. He recruits him to come here, right? Right. Yeah. Like Durant's not coming here on his own without Kyrie. So that I think you kind of that basically answers your question right there. We got to leave it right there. Also, Bobby, great perspective as always. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bobby. Appreciate it. All right, Bobby, Bobby Marks, our NBA wow. front office insider.
Coming up, the only scary thing about Key's scariest quarterback list is the actual list itself. Exactly. Everybody on it. is mad at Keyshawn. That's next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. What should James wear to the party, Key, at this point? Well, party? it's a pool party to Ooh, start with. Okay. James, oh. you wearing a Speedo? Oh, no. Ooh, wow. If we bet and you lost, would you yeah. wear a Speedo at the Key's birthday? Yes, you would. No. no. no I'm not letting no. that. You're not that wearing a Speedo. I'm not letting him like in that. with a Speedo. Walking in there with no Speedo on, Why man. Yeah, I, Jay, you must wear Speedos. I mean, I've worn one or two. You know, Have you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It, it's Jay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's Jay. It's Nothing Jay. wrong with having European swag here, boys. No, Jay to Speedo, no, Keyshawn, and some jams. No, it, it, Jay, you got European swagger, I know. Yeah, you know. Shirt I'm, off, Speedo I'm on. Let you people know what I'm rolling with. <laughs> Man, you you good. You stand up tall. I got you. Yeah, extra tall, Key, walking down the yeah. beach. Let's yeah, bring see it. what time it is. Let's bring in Sam Acho into the conversation. Our ESPN football analyst, Sam, Sam Acho. Speedo, like speedo or no guy Speedo? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a Speedo dude. Now, I rock with the, I could I could understand the European swag. I've never had a Speedo body, right? I got some big tree trunks for legs. A linebacker, I'm not a Speedo kind of guy. It's okay yeah, if you see? are, Sam. It's okay. I don't know really? why you have to run away from the topic. Just if I, own it. If I was, I would tell you, but I'm not. Like, I could see Jay Speedo. I could rock with, right? Basketball, boom, boom, boom. Keisha, you 6'5", 2-something. You don't need to be wearing Speedos. I'm not. Well, I already told him that. Speedo. I already told him that, Sam. I'm not wearing a damn Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around. Man, please. My leg, just like you, my legs and my – first of all, my ass too, is too big and my legs <laughs> is too big. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, speedos are for everyone. Yeah, they ain't for, I think that's dude, the moral a, of the story. A little dude the, like Jay, he can rock that walking on the beach with no problem at all. I feel like that's a that, that's a shot at you, Jay. I don't know if that's a compliment the well, way he well, puts no, it. Mean, they got European like swag. You. They got more swag, at least clothing wise, than uh, Keyshawn. Hmm. Well, 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 yeah. Jay yeah, does yeah. bring it every day. Well, Key, Key Key rocks all the extra expensive like sweatsuits hey, that nobody Stop really knows. Me. You know what I mean? Stop That's it, what he man. does. And you're like, what is that? It's cashmere. <laughs> it's actually, it's, what? it's baby cashmere. It's, ba- it's even more <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> Meanwhile, Key also comes up with lists, Sam, 
And this morning, uh, Key came up with a real rankings of the scariest quarterbacks in the NFL. Quarterbacks that'll keep you up at night. You being a defensive player, this is something you definitely would have an opinion on. His ranking, one through five, I'm giving you five through one now. I'll give it to you opposite. So Kyler Murray, five. Aaron Rodgers, four. Josh Allen, three. Patrick Mahomes, two. Lamar Jackson, one. Your reaction to this list, is anyone missing? Should anyone not be on this list? Uh I think that Aaron Rodgers should be higher on the list um, only because – well, not only because, but obviously four-time MVP the last two years. But more than that, like, this dude just knows how to win. No matter what you do, he's going to win. This dude uh, hasn't thrown double-digit interceptions in over a decade. So, like, for me, having him at four, uh, I think that's, just, that's too, too low. Now, what, what I will say is I didn't even really think again about Lamar Jackson. Because obviously, like with injury last year and seeing uh, who was at Miami, that I'm not going to say exposed him, but Miami showed, hey, there are some ways to defend Lamar Jackson. I was like, okay, I wasn't thinking about that. Now, what I will say is Justin Herbert, I think, should be on this list. Hmm. Why? Uh, finished up year two, threw for over 5,000 yards. The only person that threw more, for more than him was Tom Brady uh, in his second year. He's only getting better. Uh, it's going to be the second year with his head coach, Brandon Staley, with Joe Lombardi. He's only getting better. And then the last but not least, I know Kyler Murray's on the list, and I get where you're coming from as far as scary, whatever. But in the playoffs last year, nobody was scared of, of him, of Kyler Murray, um, at least what we saw in the game. And also the year before when that season ended, he needs to finish stronger at the end of the season so there to be more fear instilled, at least for me, playing Kyler. No, you, 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 you hit some great points. But, again, this list was not – playoffs it was not any it's it's what keeps the defensive coordinators up at night i factor in the rpo game i don't have a guy like tom brady on here because i i spoke to a a text with a defensive coordinator and one of the things one of the first things he said is look he's tom brady there's no question about it he's gonna slice you and dice you but one of the things that we do is we push the pocket and contain the edge we're not worried about him going outside we want to get in his face and in his lap that's not that doesn't keep me up at night. What keeps me up at night is RPO game. How do I defend Lamar Jackson? How do I defend the off-schedule plays by Patrick Mahomes? How do I defend Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray running all over the place? That sort of stuff is what keeps defensive coordinators up at night. Josh Allen, hmm. a, kind of a mirror of Lamar and Kyler to a degree. I'm with you on all these, and actually that's why I respect this list a lot, right? Like because it's def- like from a defense coordinator standpoint, boom, like. The legs, uh, the arm ability. So, Joe Burrow, though, I would say that Joe Burrow would keep defensive coordinators up at night. Remember when uh, Martindale in Baltimore was like, oh, we ain't worried about him. He not, doesn't have a gold jacket yet. Remember that? And remember yep. what he did to Wink Martindale in Baltimore? Like, so for me, like, I love your list. I, I can't even, no cap. Like, I love your list. But I also think you've got to add a guy. Not you got to, but I would somehow put Joe Burrow on that list based off of, what a defensive coordinator did to what he did to a defensive coordinator when he got called out by one last year. Yeah, but but I understand but Sam, not capability. I understand that, but uh, but Sam, you just he, said yeah. Martin Winkdale made a decision to say that this guy is not like that, so he's not keeping him yes. up at night. That's so that right. just proves right. my point. He didn't keep him up at night. He but, wasn't that worried but, about. But it. He should have. 
he went and broke a record. Did I, did I, did I say you know, his name right? Craig, Craig. That's no, how you feel. Let me show you Wait, what to keep you up. Martin Winkdale. What, what the <laughs> hell? Why do I always screw his name up? Well, he's also why. not no longer they, with Because he goes Baltimore. by a nickname. His real name ain't Wink. His real name is Don. Right? Yeah. So that's why. But, like, so, like, I'm with you. Actually, like, like, uh, Joe Burrow ain't going to keep me up at night. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about him. He doesn't have a gold jacket. What has he done? And then he went and threw, what, for 525 yards in the second game, 470 or something in the first game. Right? He went and set a new record through a couple 80-yard bombs. Right? Like, one to Joe Mixon late in the game or uh, – to, to just to go set a record. So for me, I get it. You could keep on saying, not you, but like guys like Wink Martindale, Martindale could say, oh, he's not keeping me up at night. This dude was in the Super Bowl last year. This dude um, was sacked 70 times and still didn't care. Dude was sacked nine times in the playoffs and still won. And so, yeah. like, I'm not the guy to sit here and try and tear down your list because this list is a, is, a, is a solid list based off your reasoning. Um, but I, so, 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 but. I just, I just feel like this list could be expanded, or you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to put a top five. You could figure out a top five kind of any way you want to spin it. I think the best way to put it, Sam, is the list should never wear a speedo. Definitely needs to be covered up. That's that's how we have. to Alan, do you wear speedos? You over here to asking us? Do you wear speedos? Man, I'm, I'm 51 Holy years old. Do. God help me if I ever wear a speedo. Just saying, well. Sam, be proud of the I package. Be proud, the proud of the package. 65-year-old guys in Europe wear speedos. <laughs> That's right, and they shouldn't either. Let people know what time it is, Key. There's some things that just need to remain. You know, I'm gonna be personal. with Jay. He's 65 in Europe. Jay's yacht. Great stuff. Thanks so much for the <laughs> time. Before man. I go, before I go, y'all, y'all. Keyshawn, would you yes. would you wear a speedo? I think the bet was with somebody else show up. But would you, if you lost the bet, would you wear a speedo to somebody to Jay's party? O- only way I'm gonna wear a speedo, Sam, is I'm gonna be in the south of France at about him, seventy years Ooh. old on my hundred and seventy five foot yacht, and I'm gonna be walking Why around with my like speedo. That? Why do you have to say that's, it like that? Hundred and seventy five foot yacht. Karen, I'm just saying that's the only way I'm gonna be able to do it. Because that you. means nobody oh can God. say nothing to me. <laughs> Nobody ever can, including it is time to break. Coming up, we get back into take care. We get back into an NBA conversation as free agency set to begin for the NBA. What is next for James Harden in Philadelphia? We'll get to that and more. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allenhan in for Max ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allen Hunt in for Max. And as Key made his real rankings list of the scariest quarterbacks to face in the, in the NFL today, we're finding everybody hates it. 
No, everybody else, does not nah, hate everybody. it. Everybody hates it. It's, oh, it's, God, it's official. That. Everybody hates it. Everybody hates your list. Hates it. <laughs> but we're trying to find people who know football, who have played the sport, who understand it or cover it. So Kimberly Martin, she hated the list, right? Sam Ocho didn't love it. Because you're teeing how up about, to hate the list. How about Dan Orlovsky? What does he think of this list? He joins us right now, Dano. <laughs> What's up, boys? Good morning. What's happening? How are we doing? The, I don't hate he, the list, so we're clear. I don't, I don't hate the list. I I think that this is what I would say. I love key. I love making lists because I love how much lists piss people off. By the way, I just want you to know um, you're prefacing everything by telling us how much you're about to hate the list, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I no, love no. key. He's a really good to, friend. But, but. Nah, this, Jay, this goes back to, I said this like three months ago. Like, uh, we all like to make these top five lists. We're just at a point in the NFL world where top five doesn't like you can't give me the top five teams in the afc because there's too many good ones you can't give me the top five quarterbacks because there's too many good ones though the name that i would omit out of the scary is kyler and it goes back to i don't think kyler has improved during his time in the nfl and no one can tell me he has or prove to me he has and if i only had to get one name to replace it I probably would put Herbert in there strictly because of what he did on third and fourth down last year was, I mean, that would drive defenders and coaches maniac. Yeah. yeah, You know, you could always put, you can put Justin, you can put Joe Burrow, you can put them all on there. For me, when I talked to defensive coordinator, I actually was texting. I don't know why I keep saying talking, talking to the the Texan defensive coordinator. And I was like, what you think about this RPO game? All those sort of things. When you get to Justin Herbert, like he said, he's a lot more athletic than a Tom Brady. But when you push the pocket and you contain the edges, it's harder for these type of guys to to do anything. But when you, so you talk hold on, about, you had a defensive coordinator tell you that they were scared, more scared of Kyler than they were of Herbert, because they have to prepare so much for Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, because of the things they could do with their legs, all of that. That's what they was telling me. But, you know, I didn't call defensive plays in the league. I only played in the league. So I can I only go by what they tell between me. between Herbert and Kyler, personally. Like, if you had to – dude, you're scary. Like, okay, fourth quarter, our team's up by three, and the other kids got the ball. And you, who are you more scared Man, of, you Kyler had, or Herbert? We seen, go, Kyler, we seen Kyler get them in them fourth quarters now. Thank you, Dan. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Brian Windhorst joins us. When Kyrie announced he was opting in, I was like, okay, we can move on. This is not going to be a thing. But that's not what my phone was telling me. Hey Siri, will Kyrie Irving opt into his contract with the Nets? Yes, Kyrie Irving does in fact play for the Nets. Just technicality. Uh, you checked Siri on that, Evan? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. We're pick everybody. Everybody. I mean, Brian said my phone's telling me different, He's so I asked my some. phone. <laughs> Everybody's getting some today. That includes Brian Windhorst, <laughs> who was kind enough to come back with us. But to that kind of abuse, Brian, I don't know. Let, me tell, you, let me tell you actually what happened. So there's this one GM. He's been a GM for a long time in the league. And he uh, he's like, you're wrong. Because he heard me say, well, this is going to be it. And he's like, you're wrong. He's like, I, I don't know if I said on TV or radio. Wait, this is going to be it to what? Like, like this is it. Okay. Oh, on the yeah, career yeah. and stuff? Okay. Like he's done. like, you're wrong. He's like, just like you were wrong when you said so-and-so wasn't going to get paid for a knee injury, which Damn. was like three years ago. He's like, he remembered. This is a guy who, you know, executed 10 trades since then. He's like, you, you know, just like you were wrong back then, you're wrong now. 
And then I kept hearing from people, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this isn't done, this isn't done, this isn't done. And I was like, oh, no, not, not again. But I, I, I hope that, at least for the short term, that they're gonna, everyone's going to try to make this work. Can I but, tell you how much better you are than I am? Because I would have told him about nine out of the ten picks that he got wrong. Well, how about you are wrong? <laughs> yeah. You're wrong. Despite- I wasn't ready for that debate. That debate came to me, and that was just mm-hmm. one of them. But you know what? Yeah. And again, as, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and Brian Windhorst joining us right now, what, 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 I, what I always appreciate about you, Brian, is that you're a guy who gets it. You understand about the delivery and, and telling the stories and all that stuff. But you also are a guy that is not afraid to say, I'm hearing this and I'm trusting it. and I'm going with it no matter what everybody else is saying. And I take everybody back to the February trade deadline when it was the James Harden to the Nets thing, that, or James Harden to the Sixers thing, it's dead. It's not going to happen. They won't be able to do it. The Nets won't do it. No matter what he's trying to do, this is not going to happen. And you kept saying, I wouldn't say that. I think it's, I'm hearing it could happen. It's not dead. It can happen. And sure enough, it happened. So that's why when you speak, I make sure everybody pays attention. With that in mind, now James Harden is a Sixer. And they have to decide what goes next with him. And they have, obviously, with, the, with free agency beginning uh, tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow early evening in, uh, on the East Coast. So with that in mind, what is next for James Harden? What type of deal are we looking at for him and his future with the Sixers? Well, he's going to be a Sixer. That's the important thing. Um, but I think we were kind of assuming he might opt into that $47 million and then extend off of that. And that may be what happens. But... James Harden might be doing something very interesting that I think might change the way some Philly fans look at him. Um, they really would like to sign another high-level bench or high-level. I don't know if this would be a bench player. He wants to sign another high-level role player, and they got their eyes on PJ Tucker. Now, PJ Tucker, as a as a reminder, played with Harden in in, in uh, Houston. Um, uh, Daryl Morey was the GM at the time. He signed him back then, so there's connection there. But they can't afford his market value. Uh, right now, they're too close to the luxury tax, and they can't afford to spend the $10 million mid-level exception. If James Harden opts out of his contract and is willing to take a pay cut off that $47 million and then create a new contract that guarantees him a lot, probably over $100 million, but sort of moderates that salary down, he could open the space to sign P.J. Tucker or another Mm. high-level role player. And so James Harden has gone from the guy who told the Nets, no, I'm not taking this $200 million extension. The guy who, when he first got to Philly, said, no, I'm not going to opt into my contract for next year just so we know that there's not going to be any drama this, this summer. To a guy who maybe might be willing to not only take less than the max, but potentially because they're... They seem to be chasing PJ Tucker, and the, there's the only way they can be chasing it is if they think they're going to have that ten million. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to figure out, well, how are they getting to that ten million dollar mid level exception? And one of the ways, the easiest way, would be for Harden to structure his contract differently. I mean, we we've talked about this for the longest time about players getting to this stage of their career. If you really want to win a championship, then you need to help the franchise get to a point. Now, I I know not opting in is leaving a lot of money on the table. But if you're allowed to get a guy like P.J. Tucker, I'm going to tell you, Wendy, I firmly – I sent it to the guys in the text chain the other day. I said, it, this is the personality DNA that this team is missing. Right. And Joel Embiid is a very talented player. He is your superstar. I get it. But mentality-wise, that is P.J. Tucker. He can replace, to an extent, what Jimmy Butler had with Philly. So I think that gets him so much closer. And I think it would 
pay so much dividends well, for Philly fans I th- to do that. I think it's fascinating that if I'm unless I'm misremembering because I got up early today, but I think that the Bucks beat the Heat in the playoffs two years ago, and then the Heat were like, man, mm-hmm. we'd love to have that PJ Tucker guy. Last year, Philly gets beat by Miami, man, and, and I remember I remember Joel Embiid after the series ended going. P.J. Tucker was great for them. So, like, you know, and I'm, they're already connections. Just, it's not like they don't know who P.J. Tucker is. But even if it's not P.J. Tucker, Harden cha- if Harden indeed does this, in fact, the fact that Harden is probably going to take less than the max is an indication that not only does he understand where he's potentially at in his career, but he is trying to help the Sixers do something here. Mm-hmm. And that is something that didn't happen at the end in Houston and sure didn't happen in Brooklyn. And so I think that... We have to see the full shape of what happens with Harden, but we could be looking at a, a bit of a, a mood change. And then Harden put out, I think, I don't know if he put it out, but there was a video of him working out. Uh, you know, So if you're a Philly fan and this all goes down, I think you might be able to feel a certain way about James Harden that maybe you didn't feel the last few months. You hear that way, Pat? You hear that, Pat? Stop being so angry. You got a lot to be happy about. Okay, Costello? No. Okay. <laughs> He's a, he's a Philly fan. He's supposed to be angry. It's just by nature. Brian Windhorst joining us right now. Uh, so the Jazz have uh, reportedly they have their coach and Will Hart. He's going to be the youngest coach in the league. Uh, he's got some experience, obviously, in assisting with the Celtics and also with the Spurs. So Danny Ainge, it's, that's move one, I guess. But do you expect them to do anything with that roster? Because the anticipation always was, oh, they must be blowing that thing up. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell don't like each other. What are you seeing happening in Utah? Well, Donovan wished Rudy a happy birthday on social media this week. Oh, oh, oh. New I mean, they, they're sitting at the same lunch table and they're wishing each other happy birthday. Everything's fine. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. um, I, I know I, 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 this is not whatever you want to hear from an insider, but I don't know what the Jazz are going to do. I know that some teams have called them to try to feel them out, not only with Gobert, but also with their, some of their other role players. Um, there isn't a feel what they're going to do. They have told people that they're not going to break their stars apart right now. Whether that's a negotiating position or whether that's true, we'll see. Donovan Mitchell still has many years left on that contract. Rudy Gobert has many years left on that contract. To me, this is the same thing I would say about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum when there were struggles there. I would exhaust all possibilities to try to make those two work. Because in Utah, if one or both those guys go out the door, it could be 10 to 15 years before you get another all-star back in there. But you know what? Donovan Mitchell went to dinner with Emmanuel quickly. So that's the news I'm going with, Wendy. I'm going with that. That's our story. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.